0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello, and welcome to my favorite sports podcast, Formula One, baby. Uh, Today, we're going to go over the 2022, not Brazilian, but Sao Paulo Grand Prix. We'll talk about the track and its history, some storylines that are developing either now or stuff that I didn't go over last time, Um, my predictions for the weekend, so... We're just going to hop right into this. Um, I tried my best to put as much into this as I could without making it dull and boring. So hopefully it's not too short, but hopefully it's not also drug on too long. Beating dead horses is not my favorite kind of thing to do on these shows. So 2022 Sao Paulo Grand Prix preview. We'll start with the track and its history. The name <coughs> oh, excuse me, of the track is the Autodromo Jose Carlos Pace, pace, if I'm saying that incorrectly. I'm sorry, I'm not Portuguese. I am Americano. Um, the term most loosely used, most commonly used, is Interlagos, meaning in between the lakes of Guara Piranga and Billings. One of those definitely came after an American kind of name, one of them did not. Anyways, <laughs> oh, so in between the lakes is the name of the track. Um the circuit is four point three zero nine kilometers in length, the race distance being seventy-one laps and three hundred and five point eight seven nine kilometers in length. And I totally put the miles in there to be specific. Um so I'm gonna fix this really quick. Um 4.309 kilometers is two point six seven miles. And oh Google's being dumb, imagine. Um 305.879 kilometers is 190.064 miles. I'm sorry I didn't type that out, but good time-wasting exercise there. So the race is 71 laps. It's a sprint weekend, baby. Um, The track contains 15 turns, 10 to the left and 5 to the right, with two DRS zones throughout the circuit, one down the Main Street and one following the Senna S between turns 3 and 4. The track was built on hilly ground, meaning the changes in altitude throughout the lap demand more power from the engines than the flatter surfaces or flatter elevations of tracks typically used. Um, Another key characteristic is the climate component, the locations being is known sorry, this is going absolutely awful. The locations here being known for quick changes in weather with short bursts of rain developing with little to no warning. Some packets of rain here will contain light drizzle, while others could be torrential downpours, adding a degree of complexity and intrigue that many circuits on the calendar can't compete with. Interlagos also contains one of the longest pit lanes in Formula 1 history, starting before the start-finish line and ending after the Senna S slash Curve the Sol section at turn 3 on the track. This is the final sprint weekend for Formula One in 2022. With 2023 set to have six sprint weekends, doubling up on the three this year, Interlagos is the final host for 2022. Following the exciting sprints of Imola and Austria, Uh, Brazil will certainly play host to another spectacle this time around. Just remember last season when Lewis Hamilton used the new rocket engine to go from P-20 to P-5 in the sprint before winning the Grand Prix on Sunday, if you don't remember I'm going to cough again. This is going to be very bad. One second, let me hit the pause and cough before I tell the story. All right, well, now that I got one cough break in, I'll tell you the story. So last year, Lewis Hamilton got pole at the Brazilian Grand Prix, or Sao Paulo Grand Prix. I'm sorry if I said the wrong one. Um, He got pole after the qualifying session is when Max Verstappen infamously touched the wing and was fined for it. Um, Then Lewis Hamilton was disqualified from qualifying for having a too big of an opening for the drs section of the rear wing lost his pull time started at the back for the sprint took a new ice component to his engine started dead last in the sprint got up to p5 as i said then went took his five place grid penalty in the race started p10 and ended up winning anyways Some storylines to watch or that have developed since the last time that I talked. Audi is officially joining Formula 1 in 2026. The former Sauber Group currently operating as Alfa Romeo will be turning over the power unit department to Audi to become a works team when the new engine regulations kick in for the 2026 season as long as the 2026 as well as the 2026 aero regulation changes. Sorry, this is still going poorly. Um... The engines will be produced in Germany, while the majority of the remaining work will be done at the team's factory in Hinwil, Switzerland. If I'm saying that right. Uh, Alfa Romeo's partnership will end after the 2023 season, meaning the team will likely run as Sauber again between 2024 and Audi's takeover again in 2026, likely becoming Saudi Albert or Audi Sauber. Sauber Audi or Audi Sauber, if I said that correctly the first time. Kind of like BMW Sauber back in the day. Um, Audi have already traded some barbs with Mercedes. Um, Rings are the new stars was one of their troll jobs, with another one being the only engines produced in Germany in Formula One. Of course, hitting at Mercedes being a German manufacturer, uh, producing the engines for the Formula One cars at Um, one of their factories in the UK. Uh, Another topic of conversation was the Red Bull cost cap penalty. The $7 million fine and 10% reduction in aerodynamic testing allowance seems to have caused quite the stir in the paddock. Many team bosses and drivers saying the penalty won't do much in terms of penalizing Red Bull. Ferrari have said the penalties won't hurt Red Bull next season with the gap that they've already created likely not even showing a difference in pace until 2024 when the other teams have had another full season to take advantage of the difference in development allowance. Gunther Steiner, Haas team principal, even said point-blank that he was hoping for a penalty that actually hurt Red Bull, even more proving the penalty wasn't satisfactory to anyone but the Red Bull team itself. Another topic to keep an eye on, Mercedes are still trying to win a race this season. I would have never expected uh to be at this penultimate race of the season and still see the silver arrows winless um i laid out my predictions in the singapore grand prix preview episode of where i felt mercedes had the best chance to win and i predicted a lewis hamilton victory here i think this well and truly is their last chance abu dhabi is the last race next weekend or after this one and with two long straights and fast-paced turns with a lack of truly technical areas with the reconfiguration of the track, um, it would seem like a circuit more fitting for the Ferraris or Red Bulls than the Mercedes cars. Excuse me. Even without having achieved a race victory, however, Mercedes are closing in on Ferrari for P2 in the Constructors' Championship, P2 would come with a few million dollars extra in prize money, but also a further limit on aerodynamic development than would come with P3. So this will be an interesting development to see if Mercedes try to push to make up the gap of 40 points to the Scuderia team or sit back and take the extra wind tunnel and CFD testing time next season while Red Bull are further out of the fight. Another, all nother, another battle to keep an eye on is the battle for 4th in the Constructors title. Alpine have held firm in 4th f- in place over the last couple of weekends, but the car will need to be reliable to continue to hold on to the best of the rest spot ahead of McLaren, who are only trailing the Endstone outfit by 7 points. And last little bit, I think I have. I have two more bits. Oops, sorry. Um, one of the last bits I have here. Two futures are up in the air right now. We'll start with Daniel Ricardo. Ricardo seemed more excited about his prospects of hanging around the paddock after Mexico, and seemed more open to a reserve driver role in particular. Two teams are rumored to be kicking the tires on Ricardo's services, were um, namely Mercedes and Red Bull. Mercedes seemed like a good destination in the case that Lewis Hamilton were to win his 8th world title and retire after. Um, this would put Ricardo in good standing to take over for Hamilton. However, recent interviews suggest Hamilton may race into his 40s, meaning that Danny Rick may be waiting a while if that's his desired uh, situation. Red Bull, were the other team mentioned as a possibility for Ricardo some likening it to how Albon took the year off to be the reserve driver before returning to the Williams seat that he currently has. The other side of the story is that Albon was much younger and closer to the fringes of remaining in Formula 1 than Ricardo currently is. Albon was essentially sacked at the end of the 2020 season with little to no warning, giving him few options to pick from, whereas Ricardo has has had his fate known for a good part of this season. The other people with their futures up in the air, Haas, Formula One team, and Mick Schumacher. The rumors are swirling that Nico Hülkenberg is in line to take over for Mick Schumacher in 2023. Some suspecting an announcement could be made imminently. Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hülkenberg famously don't get along, but the prevailing notion is that Haas would rather have two solid sets of hands in their cars than a crash-happy driver in Schumacher, even if the off-track relationship isn't so tight-knit between its drivers. I don't know what that would mean for Mick Schumacher seeing as how late in the season it is. Maybe we can put our tinfoil hats on, and um maybe Logan Sargent doesn't get the required super license points to get the Williams seat, and they have to <coughs> excuse me. Unfortunately turn to a driver who is qualified to race in Formula One and Mick Schumacher to put him alongside Alex Albon. Maybe that's what ends up happening. Tinfoil hat alert. Um, My last storyline to watch is that Red Bull's boycott of Sky Sports is set to end in Sao Paulo. Max Verstappen and Red Bull announced in Mexico they would be boycotting Sky Sports after comments made by Ted Kravitz suggested that Lewis Hamilton had been robbed of the F1 championship in Abu Dhabi last season. Max said he wasn't going to tolerate the constant disrespect given by the analysts. Um, The typical British bias comment can be thrown out in this section here. I have to cough again, so give me a pause. Um, but yes, the British bias, obviously, affecting um, Red Bull and Max Verstappen. Um, taking one race to boycott, and now they're set to return to normalcy, because that really would prove the point. Okay, my predictions for the weekend here. I got five predictions, and then my podium prediction. so hopefully something of this is correct. First prediction is that the sprint winner and race winner will be a different people I think I pick this one every single time there's a sprint weekend but I honestly feel like it usually works out except for Imola this season um Imola obviously Verstappen won Verstappen won the race um Austria though Verstappen won the sprint Leclerc won the race um last year at Brazil obviously Baltas won the sprint and Hamilton won the race so I mean I feel like this this is going to be a good prediction. Maybe. Probably not the one time that I actually put it down it officially. Um, my next prediction, Lando Norris to finish in the top six. You remember Russia last year? Um, I think Lando excels in the rain, and there's supposed to be plenty of it in Sao Paulo. So I'll look for a standout performance from this McLaren driver. My next prediction, third, the middle child of the predictions. Mercedes double podium, because why not? That's all I really have for this prediction. I think that Lewis Hamilton is great here at Ender Lagos, and if he's up front, that means that the car is performing well enough that George Russell will also be up there to follow suit. Fourth prediction, Red Bull DNF. I'm not wishing bad luck on anyone in particular, but I want to see someone else win a race before the season's over. Consider this me just speaking it into existence, hopefully. Last prediction, kind of the same as last, Sebastian Vettel in the points, his last trip to Interlagos, an icon of the sport, and his final race at one of the most iconic circuits, weather and all, I'm hoping for a Sebastian Vettel masterclass, another prediction, I'm hoping that I'm speaking into existence here. My podium prediction for this race, as I obviously said, Red Bull DNF and Mercedes double podium, I'm going Hamilton win, Carlos Sainz P2, and George Russell P3. Um, that's all I've got for my Sao Paulo Grand Prix preview episode. Um, I'm going to end it now um, so I can get back to my coughing fits. So um, hopefully I will have a race rewind episode tomorrow. Um, talk to you guys after the race, if not. And bye bye